tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, why net migration to the UK has reached a record high. That's after a short break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Net migration has jumped to a record level to just over 600,000. The Conservative Party had promised to cut the figure... Net migration is calculated as the number of people coming to live in the UK for a period of time, minus those who leave. The government has made controlling immigration a central part of its promise to voters. So for some, these numbers are a hard pill to swallow. Here's senior backbench Conservative MP Sir John Hayes speaking to the BBC. I think the government as a whole has got to grasp this. You can't grow your population at 700,000 a year. Where Where on earth are you going to house these people? The trouble is, all the talk about ending the passage of people to Britain across the Channel in small boats hasn't actually made much of a difference to overall net migration. In 2016, when supporters of Brexit demanded to take back control, annual net migration had reached 336,000. It has since nearly doubled. But the surge has a lot more to do with the government's own policies than illegal dinghy landings, which accounted for 45,000 new arrivals last year. So who is coming to Britain? Refugees from Ukraine and Hong Kong represented the biggest boost. They were awarded special visas by the Home Office. In total, 166,000 migrants who came to Britain last year were fleeing either Russia's war of aggression or China's suppression of free speech. Of course, geopolitical uncertainty isn't something the Home Secretary has the power to control. And opinion polls suggest most Britons agree it's right to give these vulnerable people refuge. The second big category of people is made up of international students and their dependents. Post-pandemic, thousands of people returned to the UK to study, which added to the overall growth in immigration. But experts say it's likely to be a temporary bump. Here's Madeleine Sumption, director of the Migration Observatory at the University of Oxford. If you look over a period of, sort of five to eight years, the large majority of people um, will not extend and go on to other visas. So um, you know, more than 80% will see their visas expire. This, too, was part of the plan. Fees from international students are critical to the finances of Britain's universities and the government set a target of bringing 600,000 international students into Britain every year. The number of student visas last year exceeded that figure. But now the pressure is on to control the numbers of dependents accompanying these students. The government is planning to stop foreign students below PhD level from bringing them to the UK, So it's quite possible that net migration has peaked, for now. Here's Mark Easton, home editor of the BBC. 
I think we can probably expect that this will be the high point, if you like, uh, that we're going to see uh, immigration, uh, net migration start to fall after this figure, because things like Ukraine and Hong Kong probably will reduce uh, unless there's some other unexpected event. There are legitimate reasons to question whether that's a good thing. The third largest contingent of immigrants into the UK in 2022 was skilled workers. And they are something the UK can't afford to do without. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Technically, an increase in skilled workers coming to the UK is welcome news for the economy. There are 1.1 million job vacancies, and long-term sickness has removed more than half a million people from the workforce. The NHS is in particular need. Here's Madeline Sumption again. The biggest single driver of skilled workers has been um, health and care workers, so the opening of the immigration system to care, but also high demand in the NHS, particularly for nurses. In 2022, skilled worker health and care visas grew by 140% on the previous year. Seasonal worker visas, which allow a person to do a job such as fruit picking, rose from 2,500 in 2019 to 34,500 in 2022. Those opposing high levels of immigration ask why British people can't do these jobs. One of the biggest barriers, along with a lack of training and skills, is low pay. The Migration Advisory Committee, which advises ministers on policy, has called on the government to introduce a minimum rate of pay for care workers that is above the national minimum wage of £10.42. For a Conservative government that wants to cut spending, that looks unlikely. Maintaining high levels of net migration is also important for another of the government's aims, growing the economy. Official projections show net migration averaging around 265,000 a year until 2028. According to calculations by Bloomberg Economics, limiting that to 100,000 a year, as suggested by the Conservatives in 2010, would knock 1.5% off GDP. Perhaps that's why Rishi Sunak has been so vague about exactly how much net migration the country should be aiming for. Numbers are too high. It's as simple as that, and I want to bring them down. It's unclear whether Rishi Sunak's new policies can help achieve that, or even quell the voices in the Conservative Party pushing him to do more. The relentless focus on small boats might please a section of the party and the electorate, but sooner or later, he'll have to address the demands that legal migration places on the UK's housing, GP surgeries and schools. As for the British public, support for reducing immigration numbers has actually softened since Brexit. Opinion polls suggest it has fallen from 67% to 42%. And support for immigration increases when it's required to meet social and economic needs. Record immigration is often framed as a problem. But there's a way to see it more positively. 
Numbers are high because of Britain's humanitarianism, its world-class universities, and its need for skilled individuals to work in its public health service. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written by Barney McIntyre and mixed by Amy Harper. Tortoise. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm John Curtis. And I'm Rachel Wolfe. This week on Trendy, the monarchy. A year after the coronation and as King Charles returns to work, what do we think of it and how has that changed over time? To listen to the episode, search for Trendy on Tortoise News wherever you get your podcasts and follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode.